Take yesterday. That's when my son arrived, and uh, I picked him up at Warden Subway Station, and uh, we had a catch-up chat sitting in the living room over a couple of beer, which was kind of nice. And uh, yeah, this is the young lad, uh, young lad at the age of thirty-two, uh, living in Vancouver, working at a high-end bar, and. Uh, Doing okay. A very generous young man because today he went out for supper with uh, his mother, my wife, Naoko, uh, downtown, I think for some Peruvian food. Every time he comes to Toronto, he looks up and says, ooh, this sounds interesting, and he finds a place, and uh, she likes that. So off they went. I stayed behind. Um, my other son was heading off to see a, his girlfriend, so... Here I am, alone, in the dark, at Bluffers Park. Parked where I almost always park, the boat launch area, but never at night time. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to come down after dark. I was hoping I'd see some lights. I don't know where the lights would come from. There's a few car lights that shouldn't be on. But uh, a few people parked. It's just, you know, it's kind of special. But actually, the real reason... Um, I wanted to listen to the CD that he gifted me. It's funny. He was out for supper, and there's a knock on the door, and it's a special delivery Amazon, I guess. And it is, let's put the light on here, Jack Kerouac, 100 Years of Beatitude. Yeah. I've seen this advertised on, of course, the Kerouac sites. It's two CDs, 34 pages. A lot of tunes and some very interesting music, like uh, you can hear in the background here. Oh, oh yeah, stay cool. Uh, that I've got some of these songs on other CDs here and there. There's been a few put out, but uh, this is an amazing collection. A lot of uh, jazz from the day. So I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, it was a really, really thoughtful gift. Uh, anyway, this is Dixon Jane's podcast. It would be number, I guess, is it 885 or 8? It might be 886. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It is uh, Saturday, March the something or other. Um, where are we in March? March the 5th. And if you've been, I I don't know, if you're the kind of listener who actually tries to follow what I'm talking about, follows through, you know, like, hey, 
what was this? He's on a bit. He's talking to some guy about, you know, the Russian invasion of Armenia. And suddenly he thinks this is a special connection. And he wants to start a chat group and all the stuff I went on last podcast, right? Last podcast. And uh, I had left a note in my letterbox for this man. And that man never came by. And I didn't know why. And that's how the podcast ended, right? Like, you know, I guess maybe that was it. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. So yesterday I'm sitting in the house watching TV. I'm like, come on, Ken, come on. Get out and take a walk. You got to get out. So I get my uh, walking poles and I head off down the road and get into the park. And just when I get to this intersection where I met this gentleman last time, I meet him again. He looks at me, well, know if he recognizes me, and I look at him and I said, aren't you the gentleman I was talking to last week? And he, yes, yes. And I said, I left a note. He said, I know, but it snowed and I didn't get back and I had things to do. And I thought, okay, maybe he's not very interested. But it just happened. I'm wearing my winter coat. And in that winter coat, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, when I took the note out of my letterbox, I was going to, you know, you just throw it away. I'm never going to see this guy again. Or do I put it in the pocket of my winter coat? And sure enough, into my pocket it goes. And there it is. I meet this same man, the man who was the trigger to me wanting to start this discussion group. And I hand it to him. And he puts it in his pocket. This is great. Thank you. And we get into our conversation, and a little while longer, somebody comes up and waves at us and says, is it okay if I join you? Is this a personal talk? Like, oh, hey, this is what I'm talking about here, talking to strangers. Well, it turned out that man knew the man I know. I don't have name a name for him yet. That man knew him. And we got into an amazing three-way conversation about, I won't say what the issues were, but they were deeply personal and of a nature that it served a purpose. This person who joined us really wanted to talk. He really wanted someone to talk to at that time. And told us something. He said, do you mind if I tell you something? I haven't told anybody else. And I need to share it. Now, you know, again, if you're really listening to this, you'll, you'll, your mind has got to have a little quiver. you got to go, oh, wow, that's kind of weird, dude. Because this, this is one of those little things in life where just those little weird connections and things you don't quite understand. But if you... You do the fine-tuning. You know what I'm talking about? The fine-tuning. You, you trip in on a different level. And think, okay, wow. The fact that something in my house told me to come out for a walk at that time. The fact that instead of putting that card in the garbage or whatever, I stuck it in my pocket at that time, a week, you know, several days ago. And the fact that we intersected at the same intersection. Totally by chance that day I made the connection. And so I talked to both of them about this idea I have about wanting to start a, a, a chat, a drop-in chat at this center. 
And both people said, yeah, sure. The man, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, well, kind of wanting to get a better sense of, well, really, what is it? What are you? What is it you're going to talk about? That's going to, you know, that might, you know, shape things a little bit. That might be a deciding factor here. Anyway, I told my wife about it today. I thought we were having a chat while she was waiting. She had her coat on, waiting to go out. And my son is in the basement talking to his his brother. And we're both happy to have the two brothers talking. They don't see each other very often. They're very different, as I've mentioned before. And it was wonderful just to hear them talking down the basement together. Anyway, I started talking to my wife and I tell her about this thing. I had this idea. I met this man again. I gave him that card that you saw sitting in the letterbox. And I'm thinking about this. And she says, you know, I think that's a good idea. And that kind of surprised me. What? Whoa! My gosh, so boys and girls, when I talked about last time, this is potentially, you know, life-changing in a minor. When I don't mean life-changing, oh my God, I'm going to have another baby. You know, we're not talking that, or oh my God, I've got six months to live. No, we're not talking that kind of life-changing. We're just talking about changes, changes, you know, possibly for the better. And uh, so now... As of the last podcast, I ended saying, well, that idea is dead. That's gone. Never found that man again. And uh, I no longer have an interest. Well, suddenly my interest is rekindled. So that's all I want to say today. I'm going to get back to listening to the music. She reads She goes where all the angry young men go. poetry like you. We start blowing the pad about eleven, and we're homing it like now. We spent records on cloud number seven, and she's reaching me like wow. Check, check, check. I, you probably can't hear it in the background, but I've got uh, the second CD on now of this uh, 100 Years of Beatitude, the Kerouac CD set my son bought me. I'm really enjoying it. I mean, what's interesting, I mean, there's some good jazz in there, stuff that would have the Beats would have listened to and enjoyed, but a lot of the stuff is just mockery. Of the beatnik idea, and of course the word beatnik is a mock, making fun of. People couldn't handle them, and so you got all kinds of people who just uh, thought they were funny weirdos, commies, you know. Same way people laughed at hippies in the beginning. Hang on, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> oh, okay. This is something I haven't done for a while. I'm lying down. In the back of the road track, it's, it's the first day it feels like spring. It's really warm. It's a beautiful Sunday. And uh, Kenji and Naoko have gone off to a couple of places to... <laughs> one's maybe an outdoor market, and the other one is for a certain food they can only get in certain places. Kenji loves when he comes here to uh, 
just look things up and say, oh, that sounds good. Let's try that. Let's go there. And I love it when the two of them go together because uh, they speak a lot of Japanese together. And it's good for Kenji to get the practice. And it's just nice for Naoko, too. Of course, they asked me to come. And I just thought, no, I'll, uh, I'm going to sit in the road track and listen to the CD and just chill a bit. They'll probably come back with some food for me. Kenji generously came home yesterday with uh, eight cans of beer. He had picked each one. None of them had I tasted before. They were from a, uh, a downtown Toronto LCBO, and none of them I had seen in Scarborough, so that's kind of fun. I'm almost ready for one now. Yeah, it's Sunday. Uh, he's here till uh, Wednesday evening. But it's been a nice visit, and the thing that I really enjoy is just hearing a lot of Japanese in the house. I mean, Naoko always has Japan on for the news and so on, but to hear them talking, and maybe they'll put on a YouTube video or something today. It was all about some gourmet chef slicing up fish <laughs> that Naoko was watching, and she said, you can change it. No, 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 I like it, I like it. Uh... And there's so much I'm just grateful for, and, and a lot of it is when we watched. We watched a show called uh, Midnight Asia, and the episode was Tokyo, and it made me. Maybe I've already said this. Uh, just miss Japan so much, but at the same time, just be so grateful. I spent all that time there and experience some of these wonderful things of the nightlife and the craziness in particular in Yokohama and, and at uh, Takemi's in Chinatown it was such a big and important and enjoyable part of my life so you know you get older and you realize no you can't you can't do the same things again and again uh, jumping to the next topic because it's related, Kenji keeps saying, "Dad, why don't you book a ticket to Tokyo or to Vancouver? You can get their return for three hundred and fifty bucks." And there are these sales sometimes at weird times, you know, maybe a red eye coming home or something. But I could handle that. So I don't know. Um, and Nelka says, "Yeah, go ahead. You know, especially if I can stay with friends. I've got." Uh, I mean, Brent on the North Shore, I've got Bruce downtown, I've got Kenji's apartment, so I've got places to stay, so I'm not looking at hotels, it's just the, uh, it's just the drinking that costs so much when you go to Vancouver, because all my friends there like to drink, but that's okay too. So, I don't know, we'll see about that. I've already been a couple of big plans, I thought I'll make, I'll go to the Maritimes this spring or summer, or even fall, I don't know when. And uh, maybe next year for my 75th birthday, drive to Vancouver. It'd just be incredibly expensive. But uh, maybe in two years, the price, gas prices will be down a little. Uh, they'll be high this summer, I'm sure. Anyway, that's just a, kind of a catch-up and kind of a feeling good. Feeling good to be lying down on the sofa in the back of my road track and ready to take it out. My God, like today... When it's mild like this, there's no snow on the beast. I've got the uh, roof vent open for the first time in months. And it just feels like, yeah, time to go camping, man. So uh, that's what we'll do. 
some crazy stuff on these CDs. Like I say, some of it is just a mockery, but uh, it's great fun. So that's it. I'm going to keep these uh, segments short. Scarborough Dude on a beautiful Sunday in Scarborough, of all places, huh? Feeling good, feeling happy, feeling grateful, feeling glad about the life I've lived. And I know that uh, I say that often, but <laughs> sometimes you got to remind yourself when you're getting towards the, the end of the journey. And I'm not there yet, but, you know, heading in that direction for sure. Uh, I think I've been up the mountain. I'm on my way down. Um, you want to be grateful. You want to be. You want to celebrate what you, the choices you have made already, and the things that you've done, and uh, won't be doing again. But but you're glad of them. You're living in appreciation. Anyway, I gotta. I, the other thing I gotta do is I gotta start planning ideas for this group because I'm gonna go ahead with this. I think I'd be crazy not to. And now is the window of opportunity. It's spring class is coming up. Have something uh, in place by the end of this month. Scabber dude, stay tuned. You'll hear all kinds of stuff you may or more than likely not be interested in. Signing off for now. Bye bye bye. Good afternoon. It's a rainy Monday. My wife is back at work. I've just dropped my uh, son off at the uh, Wardenwood subway as he's heading downtown. I'm kind of a wet, nasty day. may turn to snow later. Uh, He's off to meet a friend. And uh, he packs in a lot of social stuff when he's he's here. But tomorrow, we're having our day together. We'll see how that shapes out. Uh, movie and lunch, I think, is what we're planning on. Anyway, I'm parked outside the Wharton Woods Community Center. I'm thinking community centers all day because I've been thinking, as you know, about whether or not I should be 
planning a program at our local community center, which is a very nice one. Warden Woods, where I am now, off Warden Avenue, near the Warden subway station, uh, I used to volunteer here, and I was trying to think, my God, it could have been 15 or more years ago. I, I, it's hard to believe that's possible, but at least 10 years ago, yeah, I think longer, uh, when I studied community mediation, and they had a program going here, um, I went to the door. It's locked up. Somebody came to the door when you ring a buzzer, and uh, this place is not open, and they're hoping it might be open by April. It's sad times, uh, whether it's funding or just because of COVID. They have a, a community center in a, a community area that needs it. Um, locked up like this. Kind of crazy. Uh, anyway, I uh, also... <laughs> I'm parked here in the back. Uh, it's just an ugly spot to uh, to hang out. But I'm thinking, no, I have no reason to go to Bluffers Park right now. I got my job today is go grocery shopping uh, for Naoko and uh, and the family. So anyway, um, that's on my list. I've just sent an apology, a text message to my son. Uh, he was. We got onto the topic of he's aware that each time he visits, I'm a little older and. Telling me, you know, mom worries about me and I have to plan better for the future. And my back just gets up. I mean, I just, wow. I just, I buck like a bronco. Like, yeah, no, I'm fine. No, I know what I'm doing. No, I'm okay. Uh, And I just, I don't listen. And I I fight back, push back ignorantly. So I've had to send him an apology. Uh, (laughs) And he sends me back an apology. That's good. That's uh, this is with my Vancouver son, the eldest, who uh, you know he's concerned and you know wants me to you know. He's the one who last time he came, I think in September, had me looking and going around looking at houses if we sell ours and and me thinking, no, that's a dumb idea. You know, I'll either die in this house or whatever, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not ready to sell this just yet. Um, So anyway, we had that exchange, you know, I don't need a stair lift. I can manage the stairs. No, dad, you know, you got to get your name in. And, And I agreed on that one. I did put my name in for, you know, retirement living and uh, never heard back. And so I have to follow that up. So I agree. There are things I have to do so that it's just not all dumped on my poor wife. Um, so that said, I figured, well, I better do a little podcasting, air things out here. I'm watching Fargo. Uh, the TV series, or the, yeah, I guess it was on TV or, you know, whatever, however, streaming series. Uh, it's now on Netflix, and it's uh, it's entertaining. I mean, I'm not talking the movie. I'm talking about the, you know, three-season series. So uh, that's that's a good way to pass time. You know, it's violent, but it's, it's I was saying to Kenji, I, if something is violent and I know it could be real, then I can't watch it. You know, especially if there's any anything involving torture, but something like this, people getting blown away, uh, you know, in a hail of bullets, it's you can just dismiss it. it. Doesn't mean anything. Okay, so I'm trying to uh, trying to focus myself a little here. I I thought I had things that I wanted to get to, 
and uh, maybe not. I, I, the booklet that came with the CD that Kenji bought me on, on the beats on Kerouac was pretty good reading, a, a refreshing course on um, Kerouac's life. I'm going to read something from it, quote I put down. Uh, Beat literature and culture and other revolutionary art forms like film and still photography, dance, and action painting. I don't know what action painting means unless it's like the act of painting itself. Uh, Became the basis for the entire 60s counterculture. So this is coming from the Beats, right? They're sort of giving Beats credit for playing the role it did in the culture culture. And that's, of course, why I harp on all the time about the Beats, because without them, there wouldn't be an OAP movement. Ecological awareness, pacifism, corporate mistrust, respect for the other, racially, culturally, sexually, and socially, were introduced to many college kids through the Beats, and especially Allen Ginsberg. And uh, that's a quote, direct quote, but if you've been listening to the Dixon James podcast, you've heard me say that exact message in just different words. Um, here's one more. By the end of 1957, which is when Kerouac had On the Road published, finally, a loose congregation of madmen and women with a passion for jazz, literature, drugs, sex, and alcohol had become a literary movement with lots of publicity. And that's where what led to the beat Nick and, and all the mockery that went with it. Okay, so we've done that. Uh, I've taken up six minutes of your time. I, I, I know there was something else I wanted to get to with about maybe about the growing old and getting advice from my son. No, I think I, I mentioned that. And uh, Yeah, I was online before I went for community courses to see, well, what else is offered out there instead of me putting out a drop-in center? Because I can't get a focus for it. And and maybe if you have an idea, you'd send it to me. But of course, I know none of you ever will, but I'm going to say that anyway. Um, How do I attract a group of people who would like to engage in good conversation and it not turn into something where somebody boring goes on about their hobby, somebody boring, long-winded like me, uh, and just sort of takes over and it's just not fun anymore. Like, how do you control the flow of a conversation without being kind of a, a, a dictator? You know, you, you've, you know, if you're going to say, oh, this is open for discussion and then, you know, reining it in because you need somebody to actually serve the role of, of guiding this thing, of facilitating good conversation. So I'm just, I'm just beginning to have some doubts uh, over how to frame it. Like how to attract people to, Hey, we're just going to come in and talk. Oh yeah. I don't think so. Uh, and so I went online and looked, well, what else are they offering? And there's all kinds of hobbies, like for seniors, you know, computers and you think, Oh my God, if anybody still needs a senior, and they need help with their work in their computer. Why would we not want to be that teacher? <sighs> um, but they had cooking. And I thought, Ken, why don't you, instead of doing something, why don't you join something? You know, instead of you offering something that nobody's really asking for, why don't you sign up for cooking class? And then you could treat your wife to a few more meals. Uh, that might make more sense. And there were social 
drop-ins, but I don't really know what they involve. And I think, well, why not go to one of those instead if there's something already there? But I, you know, I don't want to get there and find out, oh, well, let's organize a dance or let's uh, raise money for children in Ukraine by baking brownies. No, no, no. So I don't know. But um, that's what's going on in my life. Okay. And I guess if I was to sum it up, I could say, well, nothing really. I just got to get on with the grocery shopping. So that's what we're going to do. Boys and girls, sorry to dig up your time. Bye for now. from uh, Thompson Park. I'm sitting on uh, one of the benches I often choose overlooking the whole park. I've just won one, I've just had one walking tour with my poles around the park and uh, it feels like enough for me today. I mean, I should do more, but come on. Come on. I got lots to say though, which is uh, how I fill up this podcast. It is, what, it's Wednesday. My son leaves tonight. He flies out around 10.30. Back to Vancouver, back to his job. He's not excited about that, but that's the thing. Thinks he'll be back in May when the bars close down for a while. Anyway, um, I'm going to drop him off at uh, Eglinton Go Station around 7.15 where he can catch a train and then the uh, express train to... uh, the airport because I just do not like driving at night so he understands that my wife feels bad we can't drop him off but also she can't drive she's even worse than me at nighttime part of getting old um part of getting old gonna jump right onto that because the other part is the weird thing about the memory I'm watching I've just started season two of Fargo I loved how it dovetails so nicely with the season one. 
and I didn't get that the first time around. I think I must have watched occasional episodes when it was being shown on Showcase or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. But never the complete series from start to finish. So I'll see a scene and think, oh, yeah, I remember this. But I could not tell you at all what the next scene was going to be or what's going to happen then. I just don't know. And then I'll see it. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. And it's weird, you know. So you have a kind of a, familiar, a familiarity, but the memory is just not stored in whole. And why would it be anyway? And who needs it to be? But it's just a curiosity. Oh, yeah, there's something familiar here. But, yeah. So the thing is, I find watching it at my age for the second time, I'm picking up on things I know I would, didn't pick up on the first time around. Uh, and enjoying it thoroughly, and that's all you want. It's in the it's in the now. It's in the moment. You're watching it now, and you're into it, and you're really thinking, "Wow, these guys did a great job. These actors are fantastic. Those raiders are great. Somebody's got a sense of humor here. I like." Uh, so anyway, that's it for Fargo. Um, last night, my son. Uh, what did we do yesterday? Oh yeah, we went to see. Um, Scarborough. Now, Scarborough is the name of a book, and it's also the name of a movie based on the book. And it was really good. And what both uh, Kenji and I found so interesting was there were shots, like, just up the street from us. Oh, the Pavilion. Yeah, I know that restaurant. Like, at the top of my road, up Bellamy in Lawrence. There it is. Oh, yeah, they filmed there. Uh, and you'd see something, and oh yeah, that's Lord's. Yeah, I know that place. So it was a story of of childhood poverty, kids growing up in poverty, and and making kind of a friendship. Each kid completely different background story. So which is sort of a, a celebration, although it's the sadness tied to it, of the multiculturalism of Scarborough. In this case, it happened to be poverty was a link in a, a drop-in program at school for breakfast, kids who didn't get breakfast at home and could come in and have some cereal. Uh, the book was terrific, and I'm thrilled. And what was beautiful is I had a pass. I had 20 years with my dentist, and they gave me a coupon for a free movie. <laughs> and I never used it. And I walked in, and I said, is it, can I use this? Oh, yeah, sure. So both Kenji and I got the movie free, plus... A big popcorn and two drinks. So that was wonderful. And that made up for the terrible, terrible lunch. I, I shouldn't give the name, but I will. Uh, uh, numerous Sushi. Now, it's a very questionable name. Kenji laughed. And I thought, well, I don't know. It's new. Uh, I normally go to Tatami Sushi. And this is in the same area where the cinema is. And Tatami is an all-you-can-eat place. And I, well, he's going to balk at all-you-can-eat, even though I know it's great. You just order the things you want. And if you like it, you order another one. Uh, but instead we tried numerous sushi and it was, you know, they had something where they called torch sushi. I guess they hold a flame over it. And, uh, Kenji ended up like having to scrape off the sauces on top of the sushi. It was like the worst possible Japanese food experience. Went for akadashi tofu, my, one of my favorites. And it was just tofu with mushrooms on top, which is not the way you serve it. And I thought, well, it's okay. I like the canned mushrooms. Uh, not good at all. And I felt bad for them. So anyway, <laughs> leave that aside. Um, 
Niji is still good if you're in uh, Scarborough and you want a, a decent Japanese food. Niji on uh, Ellesmere and uh, Midland. Okay, um, back to the movie. Both glad we saw it and both glad because it was a Scarborough experience. And as I was saying to Noko, I'm really glad my both my boys grew up in Scarborough. It is a great place. And they've had a great, varied experience in terms of just... You know, I, I keep seeing multiculturalism, but that is that is just such a big and important factor here that you've got these little strip malls and six different nationalities or, or countries or, or cultures side by side, all getting along. Plenty for everybody, plenty of room. Anyway, uh, where were we now? We watched the movie. Oh, and then Kenji said, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to prepare tapas tonight um, for for Naoko, for his mother," and so. There was a spread laid out on the dining room table of, like, he'd gone to Kensington Market the day before to get cheese. And Kenji is a bit of a gourmet, like his mother. So he's buying cheeses that I've never heard of before, never tasted. And wow, they're really good, but expensive, you know. And so it's not my style. That's why we went to a cheap Japanese restaurant. And he said, you wasted 50 bucks. I spent 200 bucks last night in a bar drinking special drinks, and every penny of that was well spent because I enjoyed it. And that was the difference between us, you know. He was there, stayed in the bar till closing, a cocktail bar. I think it was called a cocktail bar. And trying different things and enjoying every one of them and interacting with the staff. That's his thing. And he said, so that money was well spent. Your $50 at Numero Sushi was wasted. And he was right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so last night called Nalco, opened a really nice, uh, or got Daniel to open a nice bottle of uh, Spanish wine that uh, she had been saving. Even though it's not her favorite, I'm always happy when she has a drink. And uh, Kenji laid out this all kinds of meal, most of which I didn't eat. I went for the bread, the cheese, uh, giant shrimp, giant shrimp from Bangladesh. Oh my God, were they ever good. You know, cooked in butter and uh, something else. Uh, anyway, he just made a spread. That's his thing. And and it's nice. And there's a point when I just sat back. And I'm listening. Nelko's talking in Japanese. And the boys can follow. And Kenji especially. And it was a surreal experience. I can't describe it. Like, I'm seeing... Here's a family in a home in Scarborough. This woman... These two boys, I had something to do with this. <laughs> like, I know that sounds silly, but it was just a weird, a, sort of a detachment. And yet, wow, this this is kind of neat. Almost as if maybe, like, you know, a, a view from if I wasn't there, if I was dead and gone. This is going to continue on. There will be Kenji and Daniel and Naoko. Uh, and that'll be part of my life. Anyway, I, I don't know where to go with that other than it, it's been neat. Every day, you, you, you've got to reflect a little. You've got to look at your life. You've got to step back and look. You've got to enter and look around you. Anyway, that's what I do. Okay, so I guess I don't know if there's anything else to uh, add to that. I know there are a lot of other topics. What else did I make? A couple of notes. I don't understand music at all, nothing at all. That would be a, very good for me just to take a course on, just explain music to me, how it works, notes and chords and 
harmonics and all the things I don't know. Ah, okay, now I know what I wanted to get to, rising consciousness, because I don't know if it's happening, but I'm wanting to think so. We have just gone through an amazing, strange time in history with this worldwide pandemic that we're sort of maybe at the tail end of now and maybe better prepared for the next one that comes around, which will. And then Europe, which is normally just Europe, there's an invasion. Russia decides we're taking this part. It belongs to us. And they move in there and they kill people. And they bring in planes and warplanes and bombs. And they blow up buildings and civilians and hospitals. And there's an act of aggression, war-like aggression happening. And this is, this is really upsetting. Like, this is fucking wrong. This, this shouldn't be happening. And it's like a constant. Okay, we're not covering COVID every day on the news. Now we're going to be covering Ukraine. And, y- y- you know, you got to switch off the news. That's why I'm going back into uh, Fargo. You gotta switch it off because it's just so deeply disturbing and it's so wrong and and it doesn't seem to be an easy answer. You can't declare war on Russia. Nobody wants to risk that with nuclear weapons all over the place. It is just a state of mankind and, and what is this saying for the future? And people are saying, Hey, wait a minute, this this is putting climate the climate crisis on hold because now everybody's concerned about the war. But meanwhile, the rising, you know, water and fires and storms and strange weather patterns and all the other stuff that is not going away, hasn't gone anywhere, is going to continue to get worse. This is the world I'm leaving for my children. Oh, my God. This is what they have to grow up in. What a cruel trick. I understand the people who said, no, oh, I'm not bringing children into this world. It's a fucking mess. Too late for that now, but it is it is sad, it's tragic, it's worrisome. And again, this idea, well, we're more upset or more aware because it's broadcast every day. Meanwhile, when there's, you know, tribes in Chad or Congo fighting and killing each other and butchering other under horrific conditions... You can sort of, it's far away, it's, I'm not connected in any way. In Ukraine, you feel connected to, and, you know, it's because you're white and they're white. Is that it, buddy? And you, you got to say, well, yeah, I guess that's partly it. It's Europe, it's close. Hey, it's part of, we're connected, right? It's NATO, man. It's So, I guess you have to just, you, 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 you could do that trip, or you can just sort of, well, go, how do you feel? I feel really upset when I see these people that I can relate to with their children and their husbands staying behind to fight and and just wishing there was some way to stop this, because it does feel close to home. It is part of the, the world we live in now that we're connected to and yeah, those connections do mean something. I'm sorry. I guess what I'm getting at is I'm wanting to think. I'm wanting to hold on to a little bit of hope. I had this when COVID came and I thought, okay, this is this is the beginning of the overthrow of this ridiculous capitalist system. And it doesn't mean, you know, changing capitalism overnight for socialism, but it means 
ganging up on and saying, hey, we're not, we don't, this system of some people having so much wealth and the others getting stretched so thin, this isn't going to work any longer. We're not taking this. That there would be a change. That this change would come through people, an awareness of inequality, of disparity between the rich and the poor, and not just that, between the middle class and the poor and, between, and the rich. That this, no, these these multi-billionaires, this doesn't cut it. This doesn't work. We don't live in this fiefdom anymore where you have, you know, uh, people with castles surrounded by moats and the rest of the serfs are out there working and suffering. No, hey, whoa, we're going we're to bring that system down. That's wrong. We know that. We're educated enough to know that. And it didn't happen. The changes didn't happen with covid and now I'm thinking, well, maybe this war, there's an awareness of people who are, seem to be genuinely caring and are doing what they can. You know, other countries taking in refugees and, and housing them and feeding them and, and people devoting their lives, knowing they might die. But i got to help the poor and the weak and the pregnant women and the children and, and people going out of their way in acts of kindness and generosity and care and love. And surely this could be another change. And everybody united and recognizing this guy fucking Putin, you can't have a man like that ruling the world. Sorry, you don't deserve to be a leader, buddy. This isn't this isn't cutting it. I know you're winning right now, and I know you've got all the power. But you're hated. And your your days are numbered. Somebody you will get a, a, a trial, a bullet through the head. Maybe a trial might be good. I don't know. I haven't seen him locked up, see him suffer. That might be good. And I don't mean torture. I mean, just locked up and is taken away, but who are you going to replace him with? Somebody equally nasty? What would it take to get rid of one tyrant, another tyrant, maybe worse? <sighs> He's not going to have a change of heart. So it, it, there's, there's this deep, deep sadness about the future and where we're at now, and then there's also wanting to hold on to a, just a flicker of hope that this could be a part of a rising awareness in the human population, okay, we want a better world. We want kindness. We want those 60s ideals of love and imagine a better world and just be kind. You know, I have to hold on to that little bit. So I'm going to leave it with that note of hope, faint hope, but some. Not in, li- not in my lifetime, but uh, you-, you have to have hope. Scarborough Dude signing out from Bluffers Park. Getting a little chilly here. No, not Bluffers Park. Thompson Park. Sorry. Thank you. Bye for now. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, Yeah, you know the rules. What you get is whatever comes out of my mouth at this time. And I've chosen this time to start. But I'm not sure if it is the right time. I'm thinking, no, no, dude, just, uh, you know, you're having more fun just chilling to the music. Why why did you get that recorder out now? Why do you have to talk now? And there was a strange feeling of, uh, well, because if I let this moment pass, who knows? Uh, what would come up on the next time? And there's nothing wrong with that. So I am questioning very much... Uh, why I'm talking to you now at this moment. And, uh, of course, the complicating factors. I've just had another toke. And, and it just... It, it, the stuff does do things to your head, you know. I think if... Uh, you want to be careful on the dosage you give uh, in the old folks' home with the Friday afternoon brownies. Uh, 
anyway, now can I decide we're going to take a visit one of these days? She was a little relieved to hear that indirectly through my son, reminding me to think for the future, and me taking that as a cue to check on my application form for this retirement home in uh, Scarborough. Uh, and to the point where I got the phone call just as we were ordering lunch in this Japanese restaurant that was so terrible. Um, and I guess that's kind of significant in a way, the timing, you know, that so he could see, oh, okay, Dad actually is doing something. And it was a very polite call. Yes, no, thank you. Two years, I, okay, thank you. Uh, two years meaning, you know, you don't have to bother applying for another two years. My wife's not quite sure that's correct. And she suggested, well, why don't we maybe someday just go and visit the place? And it's it's sort of like a guiding, uh, you know, an old person off to pasture, in, in, but in a well-intentioned and uh, probably good way. And I thought, man, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's uh, let's have a tour and see where maybe I'll end up when things get, you know, when, if... Things just get too difficult uh, with a little more help uh, getting around or whatever, or will. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What I'd like to put, bring a little peace to other people's minds, you know, that would be a good thing. So, you see, I didn't know I'd be talking about that. Um, but I'm kind of glad I did. Um, just a, a special visit with my son. It was good. And it was good connecting in, a, again, a different way. It's different every time because we all change over time. Ever so slightly. Sometimes radically. But uh, we're a moving target. And what's that mean? Oh, I guess trying to understand yourself. Now, you know, he, when Kenji said over lunch, Dad, you know, you should look into this uh, ADD and, and just, you might, uh, you know, say, oh, I, I don't, you know, it's too late. There's no meds for me. I don't, you know, that's uh, that's long gone. That's not uh, not a problem now. And he's saying, no, I mean, just to try and understand more about yourself. And I thought, ooh, more words of wisdom from my son, you know. Uh, I go back to, I was just uh, reminding myself, yeah, when he said the $50 I wasted in a lousy Japanese restaurant uh, was a waste of money, and, uh, you know, I'm repeating the story here, the the $200 he spent in a cocktails bar was money well spent. And I I reflect on that again. I think, yeah, he's right, because he was sitting there having a good time. Money's not going to, what was important was not the money out of your wallet or on your card. It was was that, that, that time you're sharing with a, a special friend. So he's got good friends and deep friendships. So uh, he's on the right track. And I was able to tell him over uh, lunch, you know, you're going you're gonna to do all right. You're going to be okay. And we, you know, not sure where he's going to end up. And I said, you won't have. Uh, yeah, and so it'll take a while, but you'll end up in the right place. And you'll be a wonderful person. And uh, it was good to share. So it was a good, it was a good connecting trip. It was good, just life, you know. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes we, we pull ourselves back from the edge a lot. We pull ourselves back from the edge. We're a little afraid of the edge sometimes and really motion and, uh, you know, what do we really feel? What do we really think? Then we stay within our 
comfort zone, you know, and I guess, uh, oddly enough, the podcast is serving that purpose for me. It's, it's my comfort zone. This is, this is for me. Uh, you know, I've said that, but I don't think I've ever believed it. I've always wanted to be for you. <laughs> but in, uh, you know, in, in defense, I uh, tried to lie my way out. No, no, it's just for me. Uh, but it is. It is. It serves a purpose, clearly. You know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what it is. I mean, I'm certainly leaving back, leaving down a trail. That's for sure. Um, I like to think if it's of some value, somebody somewhere, sometime would like to go back and uh, listen from the start to this Scarborough dude and his 800-something episodes. I'd kind of make a rule, like, no, but you're not allowed to use the fast-forward button, you know. That wouldn't be a, a fair rule. But, yeah, like, hey, why? Uh... But a ran- randomly, just jumping back in time and just picking any time, you know. That's all right, here. That would be nice. That'd be a thing after I'm gone if somebody just uh, put them in shuffle order and uh, they're all up there on archive.org and just put them out and shuffle them. It, it, you know, you'd think there must be some ego tied up in there to, you know, some pride, some, and part of it is, is I guess it's just, it's wanting to be recognized, you know, and again, you go back to that little school kid, you know, is, is there some roots there, you know, you had to find, you had to fit your way in, and so you, you made yourself, yeah, if people liked me and people didn't like me, and that was pretty clear, and uh, probably a large number of people were just didn't care one way or the other. But everybody, everybody wants to feel, uh, you know, you want to feel good about yourself, that you're cared for and loved and uh, even needed to some degree, you know? Anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad. We're in the groove now, so that's a good thing. This is being done. I'm sitting here on my bench. I mean, I never even said where I was. I'm in uh, Cedarbrook Park again, right by the bridge this time. And I'm actually facing the bridge. Nice little view, a little bench right by the water. So I've got the stream here, all the ducks, uh, just lots of them. The water flows quite quickly here. It's it's wide, you know. It's got to be maybe what? Is that? 15 feet across, maybe? At this point, anyway, going under the bridge. A little wider, muddy little stream, but a place that was nice to live across the road from, you know, to take the boys and their kids. We just should have done more often, but I'm thinking now, I'm thinking, hey, this is good for me. I think of it, I'm saying, well, I'm going out for a walk, and I think of it almost as like an ordeal, but really what I'm doing is I'm walking to a couple of benches to have two favorites in this park. I'm, I can, can I see the other one from here? I think I can. It's a bit like Bluffers, and it, except it's the walking version, because it's close by. Not as much to see, you know, but a nice part. Lots of trees, certainly lots of trees, and uh, peace, and uh, very quiet overall. Yeah, I think I'll mosey over to the other bench. Um, I don't know how much time I had left. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't too much. I know I had more stuff to say. Um, why don't I shut this off and uh, start it again later, uh, you know, a final four minutes or something. All right, we'll do that. I'll take a little short walk across the bridge. Although I 
Yeah, no, I could keep talking while I'm walking across the bridge. You get the clunk, clunk, clunk. But uh, I don't think we'll do that. Because I'm walking with the canes, the sticks. Bye for now. Uh, yeah, I just checked to see if I uh, had any notes. Uh, and I didn't, fortunately. Oh, I just did hear a little ding, did you? Uh, I've crossed the bridge, and I'm sitting on my other favorite bench. This is the one I come to usually first off. And it's in that kind of muddy spring stage of, you know, half the field is covered in snow, and the other half is just sort of wet green grass and a lot of muck and mud. And uh, so it's not the prettiest sight, but uh, I'm facing the sun again. Seems to have moved. I know the time of day is slightly different, but uh, no, I was used to be facing straight on. Yeah, it's really, it's quite substantial. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no notes, so it's just whatever we got here. I think I've got about five minutes left, if that. And <laughs> I knew what I wanted to share before I turned this on. I think there's a pause button. Hang on. Yes, I uh, had two choices and I picked the wrong one. It's always just hit record again. That's just natural. It should be intuitive. That That's the one that will stop the recording. But instead, or pause the recording, instead I hit the stop button, which stops it. Uh, nothing could be more clear and yet than having had this for, what, 20 years? I've been working with one of these Olympus LS10s. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm back, and uh, I did think of the thing I was going to talk about and finish off, and it's about how some seeds don't germinate, and there might be many good reasons for that. And I think there's a lesson here for me, but I'm just not sure what it is. I'm back to the same topic, if you've been following, paying attention at home, um, of starting this group for people just to hang out at the local uh, community center and talk every couple of weeks, you know, like, and again, I guess I'm thinking the inspiration is coming from the men's group where we have good conversations, but it's based based on trust and people are there for a reason and uh, everybody there is an ex-church member. Um, I guess pretty well all um, atheists or possibly agnostics uh, anyway, like I'm questioning, like, wh- why again? Why? Why did? Why would? You, why was this important? Why would you be doing this? And I guess it, there's a connection to the man I met, where the idea sort of started, you know, and grew. Uh, I mentioned I met him, you know, at the start of this podcast. I was talking about meeting him again and giving him the card, and the, just the way he put it in his pocket. I thought, well, that's in terms of, of Japanese style. That's not very respectful. It's you know, you take something and you carefully put it in your pocket. And um, in fact, I even had to point out the nice picture. You know, hey, that's a that's a, it's a piece. It's an old Christmas card. They were circling children, circling the globe. Uh, anyway, I never did get a call back. So that's been since the beginning of this podcast till now. I've never any follow-up. And then I realized, well, what reason would he have for doing that anyway? You know, there is no, hey, hi, Ken, you know, do you want to go for a walk? No, well, we're doing that anyway. And if it's a chance meeting, it's a chance meeting. There is no reason. But I've been thinking, the other terms I've been thinking, as is the default 
setting for me is, oh, well, I've done something wrong, or he doesn't like me, or he sees something in me that I can't see myself, uh, that he doesn't like. And it's a weird place to go to, but it's a natural place to go to when you, 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 you have these, these doubts. And, uh, you know, like, and it, and it comes down to, like, how well do you see yourself? How well do I see myself? Uh, it's very hard to sort of see yourself as others see you. And, and I mean by the others, I mean each individual other person, because you're a different person for each of them. They each see something different, going by, again, their own uh, built-in processing systems. and So it's not easy to actually know yourself and and so these the doubts the fact that i would go to this negative thing there's something in me that's not nice that other people see oh god i don't like that i wonder what it is you know and i don't i'm sure there would be listeners out there who could would have no trouble at all rhyming off uh some of my faults i'll thank you not to uh, you know, we're just pretty well done. Anyway, so, but that was an example, like this whole build-up for me of this idea, and that is maybe tied into the EDD too, because there was the excitement of doing, like the, the call this community center, make a appointment, have a meeting, talk to the guy, tour the place, and in the end, really what it comes down to is I don't have, there's just, doesn't, there's no apparent reason for doing this, other than giving some people a chance to talk. But you see, that's the other side of the coin. That's the part that, yeah, that's the reason is that somebody, somewhere is going to be grateful they sat that afternoon or morning or whatever and chatted with some other people and told a story or heard something that made an impact on them and all the unforeseen ripples. And if you don't, you know, do something, make a motion then you don't get all the the ripples that uh, could stem from it. Now, you know, who's to say that didn't work the other side, too, and just it set up something horrible. If somebody gets killed as a result of, you know, going here, you never know. You can't possibly see or foresee where things will go. I guess that's why I'm liking Fargo so much. Um, The characters, and here's my last point, that there are some people, um, I don't know that many, really, fortunately, I guess, I don't know, um, whose lives are really miserable, and um, who probably have a lot of hatred in them because of this anger with the world because nothing's ever gone their way. And, and there's, you got to feel for these people and, and feel, oh my God. It, it, I think there are people. There are in my world, you know. I guess I've safely constructed my world by people who are, are full of hate, anger, uh, bitterness, and would, you know, make a point of hurting somebody else. I, I just don't come across those people, you know, by I guess personal preference, I suppose. But it's a sadness, a terrible sadness that they're out there anyway, you know. They're living right now. They're going through shit now. And this does, I'm not meaning just the people at war, and you know, and, and those fleeing their homes because of this madman fucking Putin. And I'm reading all the reviews about, like, there's no easy way out for the guy. Um, there's just, you know, he can't lose face. 
So you got to do something, you know. What, would, would it be just, no, I mean, he's too late. He's already committed too many things. Like, this is, he's got to have a winning hand. He can't give up. And this is a horrible thing because we're, we're, we're talking about lives, families, people, the simple feeling, sensing organisms that, that understand love and fear and happiness and joy and care and sadness and all these other feelings like these erasing lives when you see it on Fargo it's you know yeah, it doesn't matter you're just impressed at how well the uh, the writers and all the people involved created these characters anyway Scarborough dude I'll leave you with those thoughts of all over the place like a, a you know a string or the rope that's become un, become frayed you know and all these loose ends going in all directions nothing tied up neat and simple oh no no whatchamacallit's on me you know the little thing there is a word for them the little plastic thing that goes in the end of the shoelace so it's easy to put through the holes there's a word you know it I've forgotten it it's kind of a jeopardy question I don't have one of those in my life I, I have more of the loose ends you know and the, uh, the, the, the frets the phrase the all right, all right, all right, enough. Bye, 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 bye. Come back next week, will you? I know I will.